The Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News, 92.3 FM. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. Hey, check this out. If you're not following me on social media, you already know what I'm going to say. You're making a huge mistake. Follow me at The Officer Tatum on all of my social media. And if this is your first time listening to B. Tatum on the weekend, I want you to know that you're in for a treat. All I do is keep it 100. All I do is keep it real and give you facts from a genuine, authentic perspective. So with that being said, let's get right into this. Donald Trump Jr. Have y'all been following Donald Trump Jr.? I mean, I happen to have met him on several occasions. He got a new book out called Triggered, and he went on to The View. Now, I cannot stand The View. I I, I would not watch. Literally, if you wanted to torture me, um, and you know how they waterboard terrorists or whatever. If you wanted to do that, just strap them into a chair, put headphones on their head, turn the volume up, and let them listen to the view, and they're probably going to go crazy and snitch on everybody. Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi, and Megan McCain, the other black lady, I don't even know her name. She she She's probably one of the worst. But Whoopi and Megan McCain are... My two, uh, I guess, the the two that I do not like the most. The other one is just more of a brainless person, in my opinion. But the two that I do not like the most is Whoopi and, and McCain, and I'll tell you why. But I'm saying all this to say that Don Jr. and Kimberly Guilford went on to The View. I'm, a, I'm assuming to talk about his book, but they went straight down the path of criticizing him for what they said, that he leaked the name of the whistleblower. Now, here here's where we have an issue. Because if you were to release the name of a whistleblower through means of, I don't know, procuring it by uh, some fraudulent means and releasing it, that is criminal. So they are accusing him on the view of committing a crime he did not commit. This man's name had been floating around the Internet for several days. He found the article from a, I, I, it's not Breitbart, the Drudge Report. So he found the article from the Drudge Report, which had the whistleblower's name in it. He just, as a private citizen, shared that information, and then they're accusing him of pretty much releasing the man's name or doxing him. It's absolutely ridiculous. But they always bring people on the show, I think more more likely than not, that they bully and beat up and they, and they talk bad to and try to make them look bad. But Don Jr. got on there and represented himself very well. And I want you guys to listen to a clip of him calling Whoopi out for who she is as a hypocrite when coming to the the fact of criticizing him and his family, but yet she don't want to be criticized. Check out the clip. She's talking about lowering the discourse to his level, which is horrible for this country. Even if people are working, we don't want to have a country like that. Do you understand we, we, that? We've all, we've all done things. As you notice, they, they have their, their people who clap every time they say something. But let's continue. We, we've all done things that we regret. I mean, if we're talking about bringing the discourse down, Joy, you've worn blackface. Okay. Joy, you've you've worn blackface. Now I'll get to that in a second. Let me let him finish a little bit. 
Whoopi, no, you I said I'm that sorry. Roman I'm Polanski. Sorry. I'm sorry, and don't. You, if you, you said do that it. Roman Polanski. It wasn't rape, rape when he raped a child. So let's, I'll, let's okay. talk about. So yeah, no, let's drink. talk Come about on, this. So fair. you want to bring this up? The yeah. question came up. I did not about, go in blackface, please. No, she was not. Okay, you you, you hear it. you hear how he's dismantling them on the spot because Whoopi Goldberg, she did. It is unequivocal evidence. If you don't believe me, go look this up. She came out and said that um, the gentleman name is escaping me now. Polanski, that's his name, Polanski. Roman Polanski didn't rape, rape a 12-year-old. There is a, go look this up, y'all. It, there's reports the, of the fact that he, he's been accused of these things. The young girl was 12. He, he drugged her. In the 70s is when this happened, so it's not, it's not something recent. But she recently um, spoke about these issues as if it didn't happen. She commented, meaning Whoopi Goldberg. And then let's continue. In blackface. Thank you. Sorry. I, listen, being black, I recognize blackface. This I can say. Okay? I know what well, that's the image backs me up on yeah. that. That's so cool. now- and now they're going to get on there and lie about joy. Because she did wear blackface. <laughs> She literally acknowledged on the show, you can look this up, that she went to a party as a black woman. She wore an Afro wig. And then when she was questioned about the darkness of her skin, she said she wore makeup that was a darker complexion. That is essentially blackface. When you are dressing and appropriating another culture by dressing up as a black person or whatever, you know, they considered that to be offensive. Not me. I could care less what you dress up like on Halloween. But the selective outrage that they have, they have put her in a position where she should be offended by these things, but they're not. They just gloss over it as if it never happened. And th- this is why the hypocrisy is just driving me crazy on shows like The View. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg should be ashamed of herself. She should never have a show again by mocking the the, the misconduct of an adult to a 12-year-old. There's no excuse. She was The girl was 12. And if anybody in the Trump administration would have done half of these things, I mean, they would be literally, they they want to put him on trial or something and put to death. That's how crazy it has gotten. And and I don't understand. I'm I'm cool with people being outraged, right? If, if Donald Trump does something, but keep that same energy when somebody do it on your side. And the perfect example of this is that they are literally railing the president and starting an impeachment inquiry and all this other stuff because the president, they, they assume did a quid pro quo, which there's no evidence of. And even the Ukraine president said that there was no quid pro quo, but then they're cool with Joe Biden going out and literally saying he withheld money because they were investigating the firm that his son worked for. Y'all, y'all, we can't make this stuff up. I'm going to talk about the Mesa police chief in our next segment. You listen to Brandon Tatum's show on KTAR. I'll catch you after the break. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. I'll tell you what, every time I hear that song, it just brings back memories, man. When I was a kid, seven, eight years old, I'm sitting up all night looking at cops. It was fun. It was the good old days. And then I became a cop. So, hey, it was a fulfillment of prophecy, I guess. 
But let's talk about the police chief. And before I say that, before I get into this, if you're just now joining the show, make sure you follow me on social media at the Officer Tatum. Uh, the Officer Tatum. You can follow me on all my social media. I mean, YouTube, Twitter. I mean, I go off on Twitter. So if you, you like the Twitter, you're going to hear me on there. I mean, you don't hear me. You'll see me. I, I don't know how you would hear me. I don't know. Maybe if I make a video on Twitter. But I'm on all the social media. So follow me, man, because, it, it, you know, I, I spit the real stuff that people are afraid to to talk about. Speaking of real stuff, the Mesa police chief and now former Mesa police chief Ramon Batista stepped down, resigned as the chief. And I'll say this, and I'm not a big proponent. Let me, let me preface it with this. I, I, I personally know Ramon Batista. And I'll say I know him well. I'm going to say personally, like I go eat at his house every night. But I know him well. I used to work for him my entire career as a police officer in Tucson. And I think it was either after I left the police department or right before I left the police department, he got hired as a police chief in Mesa. I'll tell you this. I think that he's a good man. I, I never um, got a, a, a hint that Ramon Batista was anything other than a solid individual. Come to work every day, dress well, respectful, a very kind man. And I and and, and what I said on Gato's show um, the other this the other day, and then earlier this year, is that I knew that Ramon Batista was finished. When you have the police officers not supporting you, and then you have drama and chaos that have gone on on the police department. And the city council forces you to be a SJW. And I don't think that's his true intentions, but they forced him into it. They forced him to get on TV and say, well, I'm going to hold my officers accountable. This is unacceptable. The, the same old stuff that, that other chiefs are saying, they forced him into this predicament. And then as soon as something else happens and the city or the citizens get mad, they're going to use the chief as a scapegoat. You're not going to restructure the city council. They can easily fire you as a chief or force you out. Now, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to claim to say I know exactly why he left um, because I haven't talked to him about it. You know, to be honest, just recently I reached out to him to come on to the show. I did not know he would be leaving the, leaving the department. And based on what I know from, you know, just the way to work, the way this line of business works is that, he probably got fired in lieu of, you know, he, he resigned in lieu of termination. Now, in termination, you're not going to get your pension that you probably would have gotten as a chief over a period of time, ruin your reputation, and you're probably not going to be a chief anywhere else. If you resign, that gives you an opportunity to further your career at another police department, especially if they know you weren't a bad chief and they just know that they screwed it up and they need to build their reputation back by claiming to bring in a new person. I guarantee you they're probably going to go out of the out of agency to get a new police chief. But Jerry Williams, the police chief of Phoenix, you're next. I, every chance I get to just go in on Jerry Williams, I will, because she is a disgrace to the Phoenix Police Department. I, I just I used to like her. Now, if y'all heard me say anything on my social media, I I, I liked her. She was she was a retired lieutenant. She came in. She was very strong in the Trump rally where the protest was out there acting a fool, and she said, this is unacceptable in our city. And I said, that's the kind of police chief I want in office. You don't want to say in office, but as a leader on a department in the Valley. But then she goes out, and because some black folks want to steal Barbie dolls and stuff from a, from a dollar store and take officers on a high-speed chase, 
and it looks bad. Yeah, of course it looks bad. When I, it don't matter what happens. It's like watching a football game when you have a guy slap a player and then the player that retaliates is the one that gets the flag. It looks bad in retaliation. So they did all that crazy stuff and not obeying commands and the officer gets in your face and tell you that he'll shoot you and all this stuff. It looks bad. But as a police officer, a former police officer, she's a police chief now, she should understand the optics of it, understand the totality of circumstances, and she should stand up for what's right and what's wrong. And I get sick and tired of these police chiefs advocating on behalf of the citizens and not advocating on behalf of their agency. You don't train the citizens. You train the agency. You can actually do something to prevent uh, negative behaviors on the department. You can't stop the community from acting a fool. And you will never stop the community from acting a fool. And if you try to play on their side, they're going to turn their back on you as soon as a white man shoot a black man. That, that's just going to happen. They're going to turn on you. They wanted, they wanted uh, Jerry Williams out. It was, a, it was a situation that happened. They, they wanted to kick her out and said she wasn't an adequate chief. They will turn on you in a drop of a dime. And that's what I think happened to Ramon Batista. They turned on him and they said, hey, you better get out of here or we're going to fire you. And being a good man, and I know him, I know his wife, I think he'll go somewhere else and probably be a good chief if he decides to continue down this profession. But let's get to another, another topic, and this is related somewhat to law enforcement. We have the American citizens who have dual citizenship. They happen to be a part of a Mormon uh, sect that has deflected, or it's another word for that, um, they've removed themselves or defected. That's what it is. They've defected from the, the Church of Latter-day Saints here in America to live in Mexico, and more than likely it's because of polygamy. Anybody that knows anything. And I'm not, and I'm not against Mormon faith or nothing. You know, some of the best people I've ever been around has been Mormon people. I ain't going to lie. Most Mormon people are better than Christians. <laughs> I'm going to keep it 100. But what I will say is that this is a sect um, rejected sect of the Mormon church and they practice polygamy. And that is a, is probably why they live in, they're living in Mexico because obviously it's not against the law in Mexico, but this family horrible event. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it uh, playing live on TV on Fox 10. I, it is it, horrible. When you see literally a car burn to, to just ashes and you know that there were people inside of that car who were burning alive. I mean, that, that there is no, justifying uh, 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 explanation for that other than inhumane devils who had it out for this family. But what I will say, and I don't like to use the word but because that eliminates what you said before. So in the context of this, I don't want to use the word but. I will say in addition to that, there. when I first heard this, I said, uh, 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 this don't sound like cartel behavior. And mind you, I have experience in um, ambush tactics. When I was on the SWAT team, we were taught in a 40-hour class on ambush tactics and how the cartel ambushes families and police officers and everybody else that they have um, set in their crosshairs. But when I first heard it, I say, eh, this ain't no accident. The cartel ain't accidentally shooting somebody when they're trying to uh, fight against a rival gang. That did not happen. There had to have been a targeted measure here. There had to have been conflict. And then when you go back and you look at the history of this Mormon group within Mexico and Sonora and Chihuahua, I think that's how you say it. I'm thinking of that dog, a little Chihuahua. In these two states, you see that there has been a continuation of a conflict between these families and the cartel to the point where they had to have security staff 
I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at a little video now. It looked like they were driving through a field somewhere. There is a turf war on who owns that real estate when it comes to the cartel. And there is there has been I don't know if there was government officials or, or there was a security staff that were assigned to protect the family. And they would ride in convoys of vehicles for safety purposes. So this wasn't some random event. This was a fallout of a conflict that has been continued that has been a continuation. And if you look at um, the LeBron family, or what is it called? LeBaron. I want to say LeBron, not LeBron, not LeBron James. LeBaron family. They have a history of different things. Some some family members um, that were you know way back in the day supposedly killed a bunch of people, and, and so it, it So there's there's some there there, right? Um, and I'm not negating the fact that this family should be grieving and, and and I'd say people that pray, pray for this family because I don't care what you're involved in or whatever. It, it, this is horrible to watch your family be in flames. And, and I think people may not understand this is that you see a picture of the charred vehicle, but this vehicle had been burning until it burned out until maybe fire staff was able to rescue him, which was hours and hours and hours later. And, but I will say this, you know, at the, uh, what well, my heart goes out to this family. I was very disappointed in a in a in a gentleman named Alex. I don't know what his position is in the family, but he came out in a tweet against the president of the United States of America. I, I just don't understand when you're grieving your family's the loss of a lot of people in your family due to cartel violence in Mexico that you're gonna have the gall to criticize the United States of America and the president of the United States of America. So I went and looked on his Twitter page and he's super anti-Trump. Of course he supports Mitt Romney. I mean, I, I mean, he would be disloyal to the faith if he didn't at least support Mitt Romney because Mitt Romney's family is also associated with the, uh, the Mormon sect that goes back and forth. Now, I don't know about his family now, but his great grandfather was from what I read. And, so he, he seemed to be very anti-Trump, and I had to call him out on it. I said, you know what? Don't get mad at America. If you were living in America, we can assure your protection here in America. You can't name a situation where the cartel did an ambush uh, like they've done in Mexico in America, and we didn't do nothing about it. And then when the president comes out and tells the, the president of Mexico that, like, look, we ready to help you whenever you're ready to get rid of the cartel. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it will probably take, let me see, 45 minutes, and everybody in the cartel be gone. All we need is permission. We put our troops on the ground, they're gone, just like the ISIS leader, gone. Gone like a memory. But the, but, but the president says, of, of the Mexican president says, well, we don't fight violence with violence. Well, sir, what are you going to fight him with? A hug? These people behead people for, for fun. You going to go up and hug them? Oh, you little... Your little cartel members, you look you're cute. Let me give you a hug. It's gonna be okay. You don't have to. You don't have to behead people for sport. And it's gonna change their hearts. And they're gonna put down the guns. And they're gonna walk away from violence. Find a country where that happened at. You listen to the Brandon Tatum Show, KTR 92.3. Y'all catch me on the next segment. We're gonna get into how in the world do you get killed over a chicken sandwich? I'll see y'all after the break. Brandon Tatum. KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
This is the Brandon Tatum Show. The Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Yeah, you heard it right. It's the Brandon Tatum Show. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. into your eardrums, you're going to hear truth, transparency, and authenticity. You like how I use that word? That's my favorite word to use. That and what's methodical and matriculation. Those are words that my coach used to say to me every day when we play football, and I'm stuck on those words. So I'll say them to you until I can't talk anymore. But let's get into some chicken drama. Now, let me say this. I grew up eating fried chicken, and I love fried chicken. But I don't love chicken enough to shoot a man over chicken. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at a man or I pizza this brother that got killed over some chicken. But a stab. I, I I wouldn't I just don't know what kind of chicken will make you that mad to be in a confrontation with somebody. I mean, there's videos and when I when I'm talking about chicken, I'm not talking about the chicken with my grandma, because I can see how people start fighting over grandma deep fried chicken. But I'm talking about mainstream chicken. I'm talking about chicken from Popeye's chicken. It's Popeye's chicken, right? Yeah, Popeye's chicken. That chicken can't be that good. People driving and wrecking their car in the drive-thru trying to get to this chicken house. And then you have a person getting into an argument because they cutting in line, end up getting into a fight in the street and stabbing somebody the other day over the chicken sandwich. Now, I'm kind of conflicted of whether or not I want to try this chicken sandwich because people are getting hurt. People are losing their salvation over this chicken sandwich. And it's either people are just absolutely unequivocally ridiculous or this chicken sandwich is fire. They sold out of the chicken sandwich. But I will say this, and y'all, y'all, y'all let me know what you think about this. I think the best chicken sandwich is Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich. That chicken sandwich go hard. I don't do the pickles, but the chicken sandwich is good. What, I'm going to tell you what I get. So you, you, can, you can copy my order if you'd like, okay? I won't, I won't charge you nothing. This is, this is free advertising to Chick-fil-A. Let me not say that. I'm not advertising on their behalf. I just like eating their chicken sandwiches. But what I normally get is the spicy chicken. I put uh, pepper jack cheese, no pickles. And I get that, and I smash it together, and it's bomb. And then I also get the uh, uh, Oreo cookie shake or cookies and cream shake, large. That's what I get. Now, I have not tried this chick, this uh, Popeye's chicken, but I, I want to try it. I'm going to get it with no pickles. And they ain't got the Chick-fil-A sauce. I don't know what sauce I might get. But I'm going to go and check this out because we were passing by the other day and I thought about it. It's a, it's a, it's a huge moneymaker. And this is what I, I don't understand about individuals, right? We are breaking our necks to go get this chicken sandwich that they probably overcharge. And they're making millions of dollars off of the 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 outrage that's generated and the talk and controversy that's generated. I mean, whoever whoever's the advertising genius at Popeye's Chicken, they, he, he's probably the CEO now. Because I don't know whose strategy this was, but it worked. They literally, they have probably sold more chicken sandwiches, not, not over the duration of time, because Chick-fil-A has been around. When I was a kid, Chick-fil-A was around, and I was still tearing them chicken sandwiches up. But – they has probably outsold Chick-fil-A leaps and bounds in that little this little time period where they promote it and then they claim they run out 
and then they promote it again. But let me let me talk about another issue here, because uh, while we on the, the subject of chicken, and I always talk about this 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 social idea of racism. I was going to say at the beginning that I I had an idea about what kind of what 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 group of people were involved in this. And 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 I was going to say because I didn't want to offend anybody, and people say I'm a racist, and because our culture has gotten so wimpish, you can't even make a joke or make a statement. Now, what I was going to say was that I have friends of all nationalities, right? And this just doesn't seem like something that my white friends normally do. I'm just I just when I hang out with them, I, they ain't they ain't that they ain't trying to go to Popeye's Chicken. My friends, not yours, y'all friends are perfect. You know what I'm saying? My friend, they're not going to Popeye's chicken. But 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 my black friend, they can't t- they they sending me tweets all day about this chicken sandwich. So that, that's all I'm gonna say. But I know people will get mad and get, eh, you just being racist. It's like, come on, man. When 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 has freedom of speech come to an end in America where people get so offended by a person either making a joke or making a statement? That could be a reality for me. And then just because it hurts your feelings. Don't have don't have nothing to do with my freedom of speech. Let me tell you what your feelings ain't protected in the freedom of speech. When the forefathers wrote out the First Amendment, they weren't thinking about your feelings, because let me tell you this. Some people may find things offensive that you don't in 2020 during the, for the 2020 election. I can't wait to get out there and vote for President Trump again. And, and, and I think President Trump is a great guy. If I was to say that some people are gonna their their head's gonna explode. How dare we need to they're gonna call KTR and tell them I don't need to be on air anymore. And and, and that that tells you how the, the First Amendment should not apply to opinions. Because if just because you mad, just because you don't like the president, don't mean I can't I can't support him. Just because you don't just because you don't like something, I mean another person can't support him. And I'll say this, we we get we we're towing the line in this country where we're trying to eliminate the person a person's freedom of speech. And we call them things like xenophobic, homophobic, uh, Islamophobic. Those terms have been used way too often. Just because you disagree with someone's sexual preference, that doesn't mean you have you, you can stop them from doing anything. They don't mean, especially if you're not a politician, you can't draft legislation that can prevent them from doing it. You just have an opinion. And I think that it's fair that somebody who may be Christian or whatever, and your faith tells you that this lifestyle is not conducive and you have an opinion about it, that's fair. And a person who lives that lifestyle can say, I don't agree with you. I can do whatever I want to do. I live in America. That's also fair. But when you get to the point where you say, well, you can't disagree with this person, that's homophobic. That don't mean you're scared of people who live the lifestyle. It just means you just don't agree. You can't Just because you don't agree with what I would consider orthodox Islam in some of these countries where they still stone people. I think that's barbaric. Just because I don't agree with Sharia law personally don't mean I'm, I'm mad at people. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that I, I want to hurt you. It just means I don't agree with your religious perspective. And then you can openly not agree with Christianity. That's fine. But nowadays we want to shut people into a corner and say, if you don't say this, this and that, like I tell you to say, it's almost like a psychological slavery. It's like if you don't do exactly what I'm telling you to do, you are shunned. If President Trump was a Democrat, they nobody would be mad at him. Nobody would be mad at him. Because the Democrats, all they did was cry about border wall. There was more border wall built 
There was more funding for border wall built under Democrats than under under President Trump. Barack Obama deported three million people more than any president in history combined. But all of a sudden, when Trump said it's crazy, that's why that's why we need to make sure that we continue to fight for freedom of speech, even if you don't like it. And I'll say this about racist folks, because believe it or not, I know it's shocking. There are still people who are racist in America. There will always be. If Jesus came down today, there's somebody that'll still be a racist in front of Jesus's face. It's just human nature, ladies and gentlemen. But when it comes to racism for me, is that I am not affected by what a person says. They have the freedom to not like me because I'm black. You just better not touch me or nothing like that. And then you won't have no problems. But you have the freedom. You have the freedom to express that, that emotional feeling. You just can't take action because that'll be against the law. Ladies and gentlemen, if I could say anything to you before I get to the last segment, is that make sure you know, understand the Constitution. That's more important than any president, any elected official, is the Constitution of America that was drafted that make us the greatest country on earth. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. I'll catch you after the break. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. The Officer Tatum, all my social media, follow me. Look at my videos, because some of the things that I talk about here, I could do I do it in more long-form live stream on my YouTube channel and all of that good stuff. You can also catch uh, some of my videos. I play them on the Officer Tatum store. Um, that's another place you can catch it. They can't censor it on my store, so... Go and check it out. But let's talk about something real quick. I, I, know, I know that we've been talking about Trump a lot or whatever, but y'all, y'all got to understand how I feel about this. Like, I think that there is some undercover stuff that's going on within our government to uproot and dismantle a genuine election in 2016. I, I honestly believe that. And, and I'll start with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton was probably, and the Clintons were probably the most corrupt people in American history. And I'm not just saying this. I mean, all you got to do is Google something. Just Google. Use some research. WikiLeaks, which was leaked information, but it was factual. Nobody ever nobody ever said it wasn't true. They just was mad that it was leaked and some of that information was stolen. But Hillary Clinton got rid of 30,000 emails. After being subpoenaed, after her emails were subpoenaed by Congress, she got rid of them. She didn't just hit delete on the computer, ladies and gentlemen. She used she used a software erasing tool, a document erasing tool called Bleachbit. That means that it's that is taken off and never to be found. This is something that like maybe the government would use to to wash records away, so nobody would ever be able to recover them. And 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 its reports have been verified that they literally took a hammer and bashed blackberries that had information on them. Meanwhile, she has an unsecured server in the basement of her house, unbeknownst to the United States government. She's the Secretary of State. Or anybody that should be in prison, how do you not go to prison for that? And then she lied about it and said there was no uh, emails classified when it sent and received from 
in Congress. They said there was hundreds of emails sent and received that was classified. And then there's a C on the, on the email that says classified. And Hillary Clinton came out and publicly said, I don't know what the C is on the email. You, you can't be more of a lying, dirty person than what she represented herself as. And now they want to get on President Trump, who has done none of that. From the day he announced that he was going to run for presidency, they had started a coup or anti-Trump investigation against him. He was wiretapped by Obama's administration during the campaign. Mind you, during the he wasn't even the president. During his campaign, the United States government put wiretaps in his in Trump Tower to listen in on his speeches or listen in on his conversations. I I don't understand, America. I don't understand, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to like Trump. Do I like everything he does? No, I don't. I don't like everything nobody do except Christ. And I'm not gonna lie, some things I'd be mad at because I want I don't want them to be sins. But they are. So let me if I keep it real, there's some things I don't like about the Bible. But come on, man, keep it 100. They said Trump, Russia, Russia, Russia. There was nothing there. Investigated for three, almost three years. They came out and said that there is no evidence that anybody in his family or the campaign colluded with Russia. Like, do people forget that we spent three years saying he did it and he never did it? And then let me tell you this. They say, well, there was, uh, um, what do they call it, uh, um, obstruction of justice. You Listen, listen, y'all. Let's, let, let's, let me calm down a little bit. I have done investigations for many years. I didn't arrested I don't know how many people. I've been to court. I've, I've been on federal cases. I've been in cases uh, that was na- nationally televised, the Richter case. Some of y'all know about it in the Valley. I was, I was the first responding officer on that case. I understand how these processes work. And and. and just because, like, for instance, they say, well, we can't prove that he didn't do it. You can't, that's not, you can't take nobody to jail because you can't prove that they didn't do it. The burden of proof is on you to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that a person committed a crime. That's like, that's like me, I don't know, somebody say I did a drive-by shooting or something. And then they look at the information and they say, well, we have no evidence that he did it, but we have no evidence that he didn't do it. And so now I go to prison for the rest of my life for drive-by shooting, that they couldn't prove that I didn't do it. That's that's the dumbest thing on planet Earth. So if you're going to say that the president of the United States didn't, you can't prove that he didn't do it, he shouldn't even be at the point that he's at now. And if we continue past this point and you say now the Russian, the, the, the Ukrainian fiasco, it's like, bro, we have the memo slash transcript. We, I read it. Quit. How do you do a quid pro quo by yourself? The Ukraine president said, I don't even know what y'all talking about. There was money that was withheld, but the Ukrainian, the Ukrainian government didn't know about it. How are you going to do a quid pro quo with a person they don't even know you're doing a quid pro quo with? That, that is, it's crazy to me. That's like me saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay you to sabotage my neighbor by cutting a hole in, in the middle of their ground, in the middle of their front yard. But there was money that I supposedly was was going to bribe you with, but you never heard about it. And you don't know what I'm talking about. And then none of that ever happened. And people want to say, I tried to do a fraudulent scheme with my neighbor or, or somebody else is my friend against my neighbor. Like, like it, didn't, it, it, it don't work. 
It doesn't it, – it, you can't put that together. And, and I'm telling you guys, they have whistleblowers. A whistleblower comes out. He's anti-Trump. He worked for, you know, the Clintons and the associated with Joe Biden. Like, that is a conflict of interest. And then you have a new whistleblower, right? If the first one, because the first one was a lame duck, was a nothing burger, 99-cent nothing burger. And so they come out with another whistleblower. This person wants complete anonymity. That's, that's not what whistleblower status is all about. Being a whistleblower means that you can come out against somebody and you not risk losing your job. You can't go hide in the shadows and accuse somebody, and they don't have a right to face their accuser, which is in the Constitution at the Sixth Amendment. Go look it up. If you don't know, go look up the Sixth Amendment of the Constitution. You have a right to be able to face your accuser. And for them to say that he did a quid pro quo deal, they have no evidence of that. And the president of the Ukraine president said, it wasn't no quid pro quo. I wasn't pressured to do nothing. I don't even know what y'all talking about. How then are you going to have enough to impeach a president on something that you have no evidence of? And then... To put the icing on the cake, Joe Biden literally on television said that he did a quid pro quo. <laughs> he said he withheld money. Go look it up. Just Google it. YouTube it. Look it on my YouTube. I showed a video about it. He literally said, I withheld billions of dollars of loan guarantees to Ukraine because they were in, he didn't say that they were investigating his son. But at the same time, he withheld that money to fire a prosecutor was the same time that his son was working for a company that the prosecutor was investigating. Hey, hey, come on. You cannot sit here and tell me that that's not quid pro quo and that's not, there's no there there. They literally cry in the streets and pull out their hair at the thought of President Trump in the Ukraine, but they give Joe Biden a pass. Let me say this. Just because you're running for president don't mean that you somehow can escape prosecution for a crime that you actually did. If anybody, can give me new information that's going to make me change my mind, I I would love for you to send it to me. Because there's nothing there. And it's a shame that they have been bashing this man for years just because they don't like the way the election turned out. I'm going to tell you this before I end it. President Trump, I have been around him. I haven't had a chance to shake his hand, but I've been in his presence. I've been to the White House five times. I've been to events with the president. I've been, I've met Don Jr. I've met these people in person. These are good, decent people. Are they perfect? No, but they're decent, good quality people in my personal opinion. And the reason that they don't like them is because they disagree with them politically, not because they've actually done something wrong. And I think y'all understand that. And if you haven't at this point, go do some research. Go, go, go type in that thing called Google. And if you Google don't give you the results, go to Bing. Go to, go to um, DuckDuckGo. You can search and find the information somewhere. Look it up. Find it for yourself. Don't just believe me. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. Y'all make sure y'all come back next Saturday because it's going to be raw and uncut truth, unfiltered. I appreciate y'all. See you on the next one. I'm out. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.